Hello, everyone. This is uh, not Luke. This is Brennan with Spokecast, but this is the Real Rap Podcast, and I'm introing the show because this is an episode that I did with Luke on my podcast, Spokecast, and we just cover everything about Luke, what brought him to Spokane, his love for basketball, his love for hoops in Spokane, and get into the inception of the Real Rat series. What he's created is amazing, and it is a tribute to the gym rats that are here in Spokane and all over this great earth, and I am excited for you to listen to this conversation. If you're listening to this on May 4th, right now, and it's before like 5 o'clock, you should definitely go and buy tickets on Eventbrite to his Real Rat Pilot premiere that is at the Magic Lantern tonight at 6.30 and 7.45. I believe the 6.30 showing is almost sold out, but the 7.45 showing is not. So go purchase your tickets, come to the premiere, meet Luke, meet some of the people that were a part of making the Real Rat Pilot, and uh, come out and support. Now, on to the show. Here is here is my interview with Luke Haristo, creator of the Real Rat series. Enjoy our conversation. And we're already recording, so we're already kind of into it. Okay. Um, Luke Harris style. <laughs> now, man, <laughs> when you say like, when you break up a name and then I slow it down, when I slow it down, I just sound like a say your say your full name. So. Huh, wrist and toe. Haristo. Haristo. Yep. There you go. Perfect. Luke. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Luke Haristo. Uh, he is a filmmaker. He is a hooper. He's played in countless hoop fests. Mm-hmm. I would assume you've won some. We have. Yeah, we've won at least three. Wow, that I can think of. Yeah, that's a that's amazing. I. I've never won Hoop Fest. I've played in Hoop Fest probably 15 plus times. I've my biggest accomplishment in Hoop Fest was I won the 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 losers bracket or the what did the king consolation of the, king of the clowns the, like, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I've never I don't even think I've ever sniffed a championship game. I might have made it to the semifinals, but I've just never played with I've never had much of a baller like mm. like a good like a like it was always like good enough. We always won a couple games, but always lost a couple games. Mm-hmm. Like we never won. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been coming to Spokane since before you ever lived here for Hoop Fest. Like how? Like what was your first Hoop Fest in Spokane? Yeah, so I think first Hoop Fest was about eight years old. And and to to plug the Real Rap podcast, we talked a little bit yeah. about it with Houston, but. Houston Stockton. Houston Stockton. Yeah. And I met him in, in kindergarten. I grew up in Salt Lake and, and they were splitting time and I met him there. And like instantly we were best friends and okay. he was coming over to my house. We were, we were dunking on the Fisher Price off the footstool and all that. And then, yeah, probably within by third grade, fourth grade, I came up here. My sister came with me. She was in, she did like a camp, a basketball camp here in the summer. And then we mm. played in Hoop Fest and yeah i mean that was that was the start and then i i fell in love with spokane really then and hoop fest like that was like christmas yeah to me it was like i couldn't wait to get up the next day and, so <laughs> did your did, did you did your sister come up for for nbc camp 
she came up i think it was for one of john's camps oh, okay uh, that he used to do okay back in the day and I, I have another random memory that we like dressed up as like dinosaurs for like a talent show they had <laughs> and stuff so yeah we were we were doing a lot of stuff back then but always basketball focus, yeah really what year were you in third grade then so what year was i in third grade that's a good question was it in like 1996 it would have been so i turned <laughs> 35 this week so okay. it would have been oh, happy birthday yeah how old are you in third grade you're like eight I'm, probably yeah so i think so it was probably 96 yeah, yeah something like that because like that so you were friends with houston i this is the only question i'll ask about it though <laughs> like that was probably the year that they lost the bulls in the finals that was, so it was a couple years after <laughs> oh a couple it years was, after it okay. was 98 90 uh 97 oh, 90, 98 99. and okay. 98 99 because gotcha. that was like i specifically remember being like in fifth grade <laughs> and i had like a buzzed head and my family was like rubbing my head when we were when john made the shot and it was like the craziest um, that's just, crazy yeah. uh well i mean i was in sixth grade and or maybe a little bit older but like i think one of those years was the year the Sonics made it to the finals mm. only to lose two. So like <laughs> a lot of, a lot of heartbreak in our houses. <laughs> yeah. That was my first time in Washington or not my first time, but one of my first times in Seattle. Oh, okay. We went in fifth grade to a Sonics jazz game at nice. Key Arena. That's and, amazing. Yeah. It was super cool. That's super really cool. cool. Uh, so like coming here, like, your, did your parents come with you as well? And Yeah, my parents didn't come the very first time. And then, um, yeah, they came all the other times because my parents are from Butte, Montana, actually. Oh, okay. So I, we weren't far. We would always drive up from yeah. Salt Lake, go through Butte, and then come to Spokane. So Yeah, that's like a yeah. – that's you can make that drive in a day if you want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, it's not far. And we always had my grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins uh -huh. were always there. So, so – you're a you're a filmmaker and i and you're a hooper but like i know hoops had to come before filmmaking like were you playing a ton of basketball in high school and junior like throughout your life like was that like your main focus or was it was it another sport it was everything for sure <laughs> i was i was a crazy active kid um but basketball was like my first love that was i'd go out in the driveway every day mm. and you know, we named the production company that we made Real Rat with after that, which was called 8100, which was my childhood home where I would just go out oh. on the driveway and shoot because that's just where I first fell in love with basketball. But yeah, we grew up playing everything. I played football a lot. My dad played football at Utah. Okay. So that's how my family ended up in Utah from Montana. Mm. So yeah, sports was everything to me. I dressed up as football player for halloween i was playing junior jazz i was coming here for hoop fest hoop it up was a big thing in, in utah oh yeah similar kind of event mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean as it went on it was really basketball football baseball and then by the towards the end of my high school years it was like basketball and football gotcha so did you and you went to where did you, and you went to college to play football correct yeah i started college playing football uh -huh. um my junior year, I had a good year of football and I started getting recruited a lot for football. So then I, I just kind of said, okay, I guess it's football, you know, yeah. from here. but my senior year of basketball, we had this like 
unbelievable season. We lost one game. We won a state championship. Oh, wow. We went back east to play in an all-Catholic school tournament because mm. I went to a Catholic high school. And it was like this unbelievable experience. A lot of it was because I, I had – there was no pressure. I had already knew I was going to college to play football. So I kind of mm -hmm. just had – I just sort of played free and let it go. And we had a great team. And then started college playing football, yeah. Got hurt my very first year. Um, I was going to school up in, um, at Linfield in Oregon mm. and I got hurt in our first like inner squad game and I was oh, basically gosh. done for the whole year. That sucks. Yeah. And you're on your own and I was just homesick and I ended up, I wanted to just be closer to home. So I walked on at Utah state the next year. Oh, wow. And, but that was still back in the time when you couldn't play if you transferred, even, oh. <laughs> even going from a smaller school to a bigger school. So I basically just became a practice dummy and, you know, just lifted 24 seven because that's all I could really do. So, mm -hmm. but I was still playing hoop fest then. I was still coming up and all my friends at Utah state played basketball. My roommate was a basketball player Okay, and I would always just tag along with them. We'd go to the gym, we'd, we'd shoot, we'd play like games or whatever. And mm -hmm. I, I would always be playing, you know, at the rec doing whatever. And just always, I couldn't give it up ever and it really hit me then in that summer like i gotta play basketball because mm. i just miss it and i'll i'll go anywhere i'll do anything and that was a huge process in and of itself because there's not that many colleges looking for <laughs> guys who haven't played college basketball in two years <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so i emailed like every school in the country literally and okay. like five responded and luckily i we got one to work out and I went to UCCS in Colorado Springs. Okay. And I should also say that was a huge time here because I came up here when I was going to make that change mm. to train. And oh, okay. I was really lucky to train with John and Michael and David and a lot of these guys and just a bunch of warehouse guys and just go through the ringer. And <laughs> that got me, that got me back into shape pretty quick. So, wow. So, you so you did end up playing college ball for like two years maybe yeah for three oh, I started three. school for five years yeah. oh wow nice and where what were you going to school for originally went to school I mean I got my major in like business and and marketing mm. business administration marketing yeah yeah and then where's all this filmmaking coming from it was coming from nowhere at that point <laughs> okay you know, Dude, was that was like it wasn't even on the radar <laughs> not even, well not not in a sense that I thought I could do anything with ever. My okay. my brother was a film school guy. Okay. And he loved film. Like he was absolutely obsessed with Star Wars. That was his thing. Mm. And my dad loved film. And actually it's funny because I'm, I'm wearing the, the Rocky shirt today and, <laughs> and we reference it in the pilot, but that was like the first movie I remember watching with my dad. And mm. you know, it's, it's the workout montage like that movie literally made me want to be go from like a scrawny kid to like all right i gotta actually like work out and <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. get after it a little bit so definitely um so it was it was on my radar in the background but it, it was never anything serious you know to be considered gotcha until later until later yeah Had, knowing that you like film and knowing that like what are some of like your early like inspiration like what were you like watching like because i know m most of my friends who were either wanted to be filmmakers or now screenwriters or any anything adjacent to like movies like what were some of your like things that you were really digging into when you were 
getting into like th- that the world of cinema yeah we i mean growing up it was a lot of the stuff anybody would go and see right. or like blockbuster stuff right mm-hmm. or like you know just going to the movies and seeing whatever was out i was never it wasn't until later on when i was getting into film and you know i went to film school and for a year before okay. covid and a bunch of things and i can kind of fill in the gaps there but that's when i started going back and like really studying film mm. and now it's become you know a passion and a hobby like i i will read filmmaking magazines every morning and i'll i'll watch the old classics and i'll right now a lot of it's like tv shows and stuff because Mm. we're trying to do a series and right so i try to look at it as i'm trying to like pattern the screenwriting Mm. i'm trying to think okay what's the structure what's the conflict how is this funny what's the tone Mm. so I don't know. It, it, it's a hard question, right? Like when anyone asks you like, what's your favorite movie or something right. like that, it's like the hardest thing to say, but just, I think, well, I guess it has to be Rocky. Like yeah, one of, one that's of, the like, one that I will say yeah, yeah, because it's like, you have to have an answer to that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, what, I mean, all the nerdy stuff too, like Lord of the Rings, mm. Star Wars, we, you know, my yeah. brother got me into all that stuff yeah. hugely. So. I use, yeah. I mean, I've never, was ever really interested in filmmaking, but I feel like I really, in my twenties, I was like really like into like Wes Anderson and, Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot like Tarantino. Like I was Mm -hmm. really like, that was what I was watching a lot of. And I've watched this, I've watched Wes Anderson stuff like way too much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and so, so like you, went through school, you graduated, you probably did something with your, you even like, you even mentioned like, that you briefly, I don't know, briefly, but you lived in New York and you were like doing stand up. Yeah, right? I've had, I mean, I, <laughs> was, I've that, lived, was that part of film school? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I, I've lived many lives and, and I was definitely like the prototypical, like try everything in your 20s. And, right. And figure it out. And I'm glad that I did. I mean, because it led me to here. But yeah, so right after school, I got, I got very interested in entrepreneurship actually. And, mm. and I ended up moving out to New York to work for a tech startup like accelerator if, if people have ever heard of like y combinator or i worked for a company called TechStars, and it would start in colorado but it was they would like thousands of companies would apply and then it would be like they'd choose 10 and they'd bring you into this like oh like an incubator exactly. oh okay yeah and i worked for the company itself so i was what's called like an associate uh and it was a crazy way it was wild the experience that i even got out there i'm living in utah at the time yeah i i'm just obsessed with entrepreneurship i get in touch mm. with this guy who's in new york he'd been through the program he tells me about the role and i'm thinking like wow this sounds great but how am i gonna get there i don't know anyone in new york i don't you know <laughs> so i yeah. i started a blog and i started writing about technology and i didn't know much at all at that point right i'm 23 right out of high school or right out of college <laughs> And I blogged every day and like attached the program directors in New York to my tweets because then there was like no Instagram. There wasn't any of that stuff. Twitter was all you could do. And blogs were huge at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And finally, after like four months of doing that every day, they're like, dude, stop like emailing to stop like messaging us. Like you can <laughs> have the job, like it's yours. That's you awesome. Know? So yeah. So I got, I got up to New York and didn't know a single person there was completely wowed like walking around 
you know, looking up the skyscrapers, like, wow, this is, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Getting in the subway for the first time, seeing people scream because there's rats running around. It's like <laughs> literally all of that like, yeah. happened in the first day I was there. That's crazy. Getting dropped off in like the middle of, I have no idea where I am, just all that. So, where'd you live at? I lived all over. I lived in, <clears throat> actually shared, I shared a room, not an apartment. I shared a room with like just these two random people off Craigslist. One of them had a room, and then I shared a room with the other person. And we, it was like separated by a big like bookshelf. And I, I literally just had a big bag that I kept all my stuff, never took it out, never put it anywhere. Just kept it in my bag and then had an inflatable air mattress. <laughs> and it was like deflating by midway through my time. So I just blow it up in the middle of every night and like wake up the person staying in the oh my room. Gosh. It, was, it was a classic like New York experience. And yeah. It, it didn't go, you know, it stayed pretty hectic from there. I lived in like seven or eight places in like a year's time and it was crazy yeah it was a great time and that was the time when i got into acting was the first thing i did did an improv class Mm. and to tell you how far any of this was from where i was at that point i did that class literally because i just wanted to like break out of like my shell i felt Mm. like i had yeah especially over like high school and and you know around my friends around comfortable situations i was always fine but i just felt like i had become pretty introverted and like pretty introspective at times and Hmm. and i'm living in new york and i don't know anyone i'm just like i need to i don't know i need to just try this yeah and and i walked out of that first class and i was like wow that was was, was just different was it improv group anyone it was anything yeah it was that uh like is that upright citizens brigade which is a very yeah very like um of course popular school and it was just like a class right like yeah anyone can sign up yeah yeah but that was at that time i met like the girls who were in broad city had just gone oh my gosh so like abby and and alana uh, Alana. wow i met i think i had coffee with Abby. she would obviously never remember this but (laughs) a a girl and i who was in class together who like knew her from from where they grew up yeah like coffee with her before any of that before broad city yeah before any of that and yeah and like you see all the people on the wall who are like on snl or on Mm -hmm. tv shows and i i you know i was you know i was from a suburb of of salt lake and yeah i had never been exposed to any of that that's stuff. so cool so yeah it, it i mean that blew my whole mind open and my experience open and and so the seeds were planted but i didn't know how you know at that point my life wasn't stable enough and i didn't know how to make that into like mm. an artistic career right and yeah. it was never and i just had got a degree so i was sort of thinking like well, I can dabble in these things, but I can't pursue this. Right. You know, I sort of had my thing, which was sports and now that's over. So I'll just like do a normal thing, but that didn't, <laughs> that didn't last too long. It, yeah. it, there's a bunch more to the story from there, but yeah. that, that was the seed of the creative stuff. Mm. Yeah. So kind of fast forwarding a little bit, you said that like before you before COVID you were going to film school. So like there's a point in your life where you're like, I'm going to make, take a shot at becoming mm-hmm. a filmmaker. or I'm going to go to school for it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what led to that? And that really was the moment. Oh, that so was we'll, the moment. Well, basically, okay. well, so what happened is I come back from New York. I lived in Jersey for a year 
selling solar and just that was another crazy experience. But I get back <laughs> to Utah. I wanted to get back to the West Coast. Yeah. And I end up in Portland, Oregon. I want to say that was like 2014, 2015. Mm. And my sister lived there. And I had a good friend I played basketball with in college who lived there. And he was always saying, hey, you got to come out, you know, and sell software because that's what he did. Yeah. And so I had gone through this crazy experience in New York. I'm like, you know what? I, maybe I should do something normal and just be a grown up. That was kind of my <laughs> thinking, really. You right. know, I was like, maybe I should like get some money in my bank account. <laughs> so I go there for three years. I sell software had essentially like a whole career path laid out and, and did well, but it was just that cliche thing. You know, I just knew something was missing and deep down, I just was like, I I just want to try for something beyond this. You know, it was Mm. a great job and I was super grateful for it, but I ultimately, so I just told him, I said, you know, I gotta, I gotta walk away from this. I, I really appreciate it. I took, everything I had, I sold my car and I was just like, I'm just going to go travel. And I, I traveled for a year, mostly through Europe and stayed with a bunch of my friends, some of which from here, Michael Stockton, who's in the pilot and, oh, and yeah. he's still playing over there. And then I have mm-hmm. cousins who I've met family in Greece and whatever. And it was on that trip that I started actually kind of thinking about this story. And then, mm. and then when I got home, which was be essentially end of 2018 going into 2019 i'm like this is the last shot that i think i really have to like do something like Mm -hmm. this and one night i just i thought i started thinking about it i was like film school acting maybe like a drama program i love to write i was writing a ton in portland Mm. so i was writing like fiction just my own stories on my own time but yeah I found this film school in Colorado and it was like, they had an acting directing major. So it was like, oh, wow. you could do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is it. It was pretty affordable. Yeah. Went out there on like my birthday, probably four years ago. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. Mm. So, and so, so then that all got interrupted by COVID. Yeah, like you went for like a couple of years and then... I went for eight months. Oh, okay. Like, so it was basically first semester was 2019 and then second semester yeah. was 2020 and it was first semester i made you know we you make like your your big project that year is like a five minute short mm. so we did that and that was great and i learned a ton was taking acting was was that was i had never so i had done classes and i'd done things like that but that's that was my first time like on mm. screen acting oh wow so that's a whole nother level you're learning how to actually act to a camera and things mm-hmm. like that and you know i'm still very amateur but that was i loved it i learned script um technique mm. there which is huge yeah i always like to write but i didn't know how to write a script mm-hmm. and people say oh you can just google it or you can go on youtube you don't need to go <laughs> to film school anymore but <laughs> it's a collaborative medium yeah and you need help and you need encouragement and i needed that like i needed to sort of baby step my way there Mm -hmm. i couldn't have just said oh i'm writing this thing tomorrow and and doing it yeah so it was great but it was yeah it was it was kind of a blessing in disguise that it got cut short because the last thing that ever happened at school is what led to this project Hmm. but yeah. yeah. So it got derailed and, and I, and I went back to Utah to sort of help out my family for a little bit and lick my wounds and figure it out like everybody else. <laughs> right. you know? so. Yeah, for sure. No, that, uh, 
Huh, that's interesting. Well, I, we're going to get all into Real Rat here in a second. Before we get that, get to that, I want to do the Spokane. Excuse me. I'm just noting my time. Before we do that, I want to get to the, the Spokast hot list. A little game we're going to play. It's just a name association game. I'm going to say a word, and you're going to say the first word that comes to your mind as it relates to Spokane. Uh, and I always start it off with like a, a softball, uh, a layup, if you will. <laughs> there you go. Uh, park. Uh, well, I live right next to Mission Park. Um, okay. So that pops into my head right away. There's so many good ones. Corbin Park, I really like. Mm. Um Chief Gary Park is in the pilot. We we shot there. That has a cool hoop town park. Yeah, it has a cool hoop riverfront, yeah. obviously. Yeah, and all that. But. For sure. Uh coffee. I don't drink coffee. You not I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a crazy person like that. So that's I like what's Thomas Hammer though. I've yeah, like okay. been there. Yeah, okay. that's cool. You you don't drink coffee because of any not because you're from Salt Lake. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> maybe no. maybe because like, there's not much coffee in yeah. Salt Lake. <laughs> no, it's uh I did drink it for a while. It just makes me kind of jittery. Yeah, and, for yeah. sure. So. Music venue. Music venue. Well, really the only music venue I've seen anything here in town has been Lucky You. Yeah. And I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. yeah. We need more options, but it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, beer. Hmm. Like brewery? Yeah. Okay. Any, anything that comes as a... Yeah. As a Again, I live near No Lie. I'll give them a plug. I, I feel like their marketing is like out of this world because every time I'm around there, there's just hundreds of people lined up to go in there. <laughs> yes. It's and the, that new beer hall and everything is pretty cool. Yeah, that is really yeah. cool. Uh, no, that's a, it's a staple in Spokane. Yeah. Artist. Artist in Spokane? Yeah. Artist in Spokane. Hmm. It can be singer. It can be art, like yeah. a painter. Um. I, who's the funk guy? Alan, Alan Stone. Stone. Yeah, I just saw him at uh, uh, what's the place right across from Magic Lantern? Oh, Zola. Oh, Zola. And oh, you was, saw him with, break, like a with Secret with um, uh, Break Braley. Braley. I think so. Yeah, it, yeah. it was like it was supposed to be Secret, but then we showed up and everybody Everyone in town there, knew yeah, about I, it, so it was pretty funny. I think like the story I heard was that it was supposed to be Secret. It wasn't really Secret, and then. Uh, and then they had a line like wrapped around yeah. the like yeah. people trying to get in. Um, but you got to go in. And yeah, see that him. was fun though. I, That's I had cool. never, you know, again, I'm I'm new to all a lot of these. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've only lived here like two and a half years, so you're like the third guest I've had in the last month that has uh, has only lived in Spokane for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But everyone that I've any, all all three of those people have all like just talked about how much they love Spokane. Yeah, uh, burger. Burger Durkins. I mean, I hit it twice last week. Oh wow! Um, I love I love burgers. TT's in the Valley on Thursdays mm. has really good burgers. Um, hogwash. I love burger. I get delish. Del yeah. I can't go without Sandalish. That's, that's <laughs> uh, sweet treats. Mm, sweet treats. There's a place, and and I don't even know the name of it, but there's a place in the Wonder Building that oh. has homemade ice cream that I really like. It's not the scoop, but no, it's, it's like, uh, I know that the girl makes all of it herself and like her mom works there. Okay. Sometimes. Interesting. And, and I mean, I love that building and, and I'd love to give them a shout out. I don't, I can't remember the name of the, like, the I forget company. what it's called. I, I, I mean, it's right across. I mean, it's right next to me. I've never, I've never yeah. had ice cream there. Yeah. Um, breakfast slash brunch. Breakfast slash brunch. I've been hitting hidden bagel a lot mm. lately. <laughs> 
I actually went and just put up a poster there. Um, I love that place, and so does a lot of people. It is the Hidden like, Bagel over in GU, right? There is one. Well, there. So that's. Um, oh, that's Ultimate Bagel. That's Ultimate Bagel. Yeah, Hidden yeah. Bagel's in South Hill, but I think they're putting one in Kendall Yards. Okay. Too. Oh, yeah, there is one in Kendall Yards. It's the same people that own the scoop. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, they have. It's like kind of like the scoop and uh, mm-hmm. Hidden Bagel in the same spot. Nice. Um, this is this is gonna be easy. Event. Event. Well, real rap premiere, right? Is that, is that <laughs> right? <laughs> Hopefully that's what you're setting no, me up for. No. But, um, yeah, real rap premiere, May 4th, Magic Lantern. Uh, well, I'm setting you up for Hoop Fest, but that works gotcha. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hoop Fest, yeah. I mean, I absolutely love Hoop Fest. That's yeah. like, that's a given. Um, tacos. Tacos. I really like Uno Moss too, there in the Wonder Building. Yeah. Coach Nito, oh, I, yeah. I love. Mm. Um De Leon is right by my house. Yeah. Oh, De Leon. yeah. I haven't been to De Leon over, over there, but uh, Neighborhood. Neighborhood. I got to give love Logan Neighborhood. That's where I live. And, yeah. and it's kind of a funny neighborhood because it's like all college kids and then just like people who've lived there forever. And then, and then summer me. just disappears and everyone <laughs> yeah. disappears and then like you yeah. can go anywhere. Totally. And, um, pizza. Pizza. I like Iron Goat. Um, hmm, yeah brewery yeah um i like iron goat i like there's a i think it's peace pie in the saranac Commons. Yeah. i like that spot. he was a for he was on this show uh, about he was like four shows episodes ago cool uh, isaac hauser yeah um yeah no and then finally uh where's the best place to play uh pickup in spokane hmm. that you can play pickup at yeah <laughs> that's a good I mean, that's part of what we're trying to do with our podcast, right? Is like yeah. find, find out because there's so many games around. I mean, I play a little bit at the warehouse and then we've been playing a, at uh, Built for Ball a little bit. It's mostly like who's what's the group of people you have and where do they play and, gotcha, and who, yeah. who organizes it. For sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, but yep. there's a lot of good hoops. I actually love, I mean, I've been down to the new courts in Boom. Riverfront, right? Or, yeah, yeah. And I've seen people playing there at nights, like a lot of people playing down there. I think that would be fun to go and play there. I haven't done that, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I've never played there. I, I haven't played basketball in probably 10 years. I mean, I've played hoop fest a couple of times, but like, I haven't like gone and played pickup in a really long time. Mm. And there was always, there used to be, a, I don't know if it still exists, um, but there's a, a place over in GU um, that had basketball courts behind a school that we used to go play there all the time, hmm. but it. Um, oh, I, I think I. I don't know if it was. Not. I don't know if it was St. Al's or, but it, there was a place over there that we used to play all the time. And then, I've what I've heard is that there's a really good there's good games at in uh, Peaceful Valley. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that too. And yeah. they have that. I have a really cool um, court that's like designed that's painted by. Oh, beautiful! Uh, it's like one, the uh, most picturesque. Yeah. Like we actually wanted to put it in the pilot. Because it was so, I mean, it's such an obvious one to try to put in there, but it was so far from everywhere else we were filming oh, that it just yeah. would have been hard to do. Yeah. It. So. Yeah. So let's get into the the real rat. Um, what the the series? You're, I mean, I I wrote down short film. I know it's not yeah. a short film, but you created a, a pilot. You have this vision for creating it into a a series, mm-hmm. um, an episodic series, and but like. Obviously, we've talked a lot about basketball. You being a baller, a gym rat. Like, where 
Where did this idea for Real Rat come from? I think I I don't know a hundred percent. It was when I traveled. I think the genesis of it is I had a lot of time on my hands, so I was reading a lot of like articles and stuff. And I remember at the time, this is when the Warriors were like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was all these articles about Clay Thompson, like another Northwest. You know, he came through Washington yeah. State, and and just that he is like the ultimate chill just like interesting character who will forget his wallet and has to go to the DMV to get a new license every like three months and all this <laughs> stuff. But yet he's this unbelievable basketball player. And yeah, I, I started thinking about a lot from that perspective, like from the character perspective mm. of that's interesting to me. Like I'd love to like see that kind of person on screen. I've never seen that. And, yeah. I, I'd, and so what would that be like? And I kind of got my wheels turning of, okay, well then maybe this is just this guy that loves hoop so much and he's kind of lives a simple life and he's a little funky and a little bit like out there, but you know, he just keeps it simple and, and is happy yeah. doing what he does. What know? is that? What is that the explanation of like what a, a real rat or a, like a gym rat is, is someone who is just like, doesn't expect much out of life, just kind of does whatever they can to play the next basketball game? I think there's a lot. That's a good question. I think there's a lot of definitions. I mean, yeah. the, what I like about the concept as a whole, like real rat or gym rat is a lot of people get that. And that applies to anything. Right. right like no. there's people that consider themselves gym rats that go and work out every day. Right. right? Or there's gotcha. maybe a baseball player goes and to the batting cage every day. That's his gym. But it, to me, it's like, you just, mm. you love the gym. You, you know, you, the, like we have our tagline, it's life is simpler in the gym. Mm. And we, there were so many different words we could have used other than simpler, but it, Deshaun, who we interviewed and shot the film, he kind of talked about, it. it's like, you know, when you're, you're in the gym, you just don't, you're not thinking about anything yeah. else. You're just enjoying it. But really like, yeah, a gym rat can really be anyone that just loves mm-hmm. ball. Like, I mean, anyone who just like, cause like, I imagine the games you play, like everyone comes from all walks of life. All like, over. Yeah. yeah. All age ranges. Yeah. All, you know, all there's a line in the film. It says all shapes, shades and sizes. And that's true. I mean, and that's the whole point of it is like anybody can be this person. Mm. Right. It's like, yeah, you don't have to be anything particular to love basketball. You mm-hmm. just love it. And you just, if you do what you love, that makes you happy. And that's, yeah, that's kind of the idea. But the conflict is, well, how do you do that when you're supposed to be growing up or mm. you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was a big part of it too. And that's why I wanted the character to be a little bit older and just to be dealing with some of that kind of life stuff. Yeah. So, so like when you, when did you first write down this character and this, this story, like, and how did you decide to make it into like a, an episodic film instead of a instead of like a short film Mm -hmm. or even a feature well it's so it was a crazy and this is one of those things right like the universe sometimes whatever you want to call it like the very last thing at school was a summer class so it's during covid it's all online Mm. it was called making writing a web series Mm. and i had come from you know i had seen people like abby and alana do the broad city and and that started as a web series it was like you just get some people, you write a little something, you put it on YouTube and yeah. you never know. Right. And then, so 
I had always been interested in that. And then we had this class and it was a crazy story. Actually, like they called me and asked me to be in the class. And then I ultimately dropped it after like a week. And I, so I didn't even have to do the work, but the first assignment was like, create a concept for this. Mm. (laughs) And this is what it became because I had had it on my mind. So Mm. every step of the process, it just became something larger than what I thought it Mm. would be. And that's been fun. It's also been overwhelming and, and like scary and all those kinds of things too. But I just thought of it as like, I'm just going to write this. Let's just write it as yeah. like four or five episodes. Let's see if we can film it, whatever. And the first step was moving here. Like I had to commit to oh, okay. moving here. Cause I'm like, when I knew it was about basketball, I'm like, it has to be in Spokane. Yeah. End of story. Like I just, I've been here my whole life. They call it Hooptown USA. Yeah. It's a no brainer. I have to do it. And I had the, opp- I like, I was in a position in life where I could move and, mm-hmm came up and that was the start of it. But I mean, it ultimately, it took so many shapes and <laughs> forms and whatever, and we cast it and crewed it. And, and we had people saying they were gonna, wanted to fund it as a large series and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then, you know, it as things go, it became super complicated. We're just like, look, let's just, let's just really hone it in mm. to a pilot, yeah, a proof of concept. yeah. And we don't have to prove a thousand things. We just need to get like 10, 20% of the idea there, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And then let's see, let's see if what people think and if we can get traction and we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm (laughs) I'm hoping for the best basketball in Spokane. It's, it's a good mix. I feel like so. Yeah, for sure. Can you like briefly like give like a brief synopsis of, I said briefly twice uh, (laughs) of what, the what the story of real rat is about yeah so the the our like log line is i think it's like i've written this like a thousand different times but i think it's um reality hits for aging athlete funky which is his nickname frankie Mm -hmm. um challenging his unique gym rat lifestyle so it's it's basically you know, there's a, I play the character spoiler alert, but it's like, um, you know, it's, it's about a guy who probably is holding on to, to what, you know, he loves a little too much and Mm -hmm. and maybe doesn't have a lot of the other life things figured out and life's kind of hitting him at this moment. It's like, what's he going to do? And I'm hoping we, we tease a little bit of where it could go Mm -hmm. and, and and mostly what we wanted to do is just like explore and open the world up and have fun with it mm-hmm. in, in the pilot. Yeah. So, yeah. I watched the pilot and it's, I think it's really really well done and like is very, and really sets it up for like a really what could be a really cool mm-hmm. series. Well, Thanks, in which I think will will eventually be a really good series. I, I don't want to say like nothing's going to happen. Got to manifest. <laughs> you got to exactly <laughs> like, but the the process of shooting this you did it over like a a week four days like i know it's the process of doing this has taken a lot longer than that but like the filming process like who was involved and like how did that all come together yeah it came together over i mean the entire time i lived here so two and a half years yeah just starting from nowhere cold calling people them saying talk to this person talk to this person talk to this person um and yeah, I mean, it was, we shot it 
literally about a year ago today. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Maybe like last week, something like that. But yeah, it was a crew of about eight people. Um, Deshaun, who we had on the podcast, shot it. Uh, Deshaun, what's his last Deshaun name? Deshaun Bedford. Deshaun Bedford. Um, B&B he, video. Yeah. Who's also a hooper. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, was that like connection made like before you started shooting? Like, I, mean, obviously yeah. be, be, I mean, obviously it was before, but like you made that like, were you playing basketball with him? No, or? it was just, uh, it was through the pilot. So basically okay. I was just like, hey, I have this thing. It's about basketball. And yeah. And, and that's what happened is like people said, oh, you need to talk to Deshaun because right. he loves basketball exactly, right? or whatever. Yeah. So it just kept happening like that. And then we got connected with uh, Mystery Ridge Movie Ranch in Coeur d'Alene. Okay. And they, Deshaun had worked with them. They kind of had this small group of people that was like five or six people mm-hmm. and they'd done stuff together before. And, and we just formed a team. It was like Jerry from there. Um, Anna Johnson helped shoot it. Mikey Huffstetler, um, Jeremy, John Rogers did the sound. I like, you know, pseudo directed, obviously I was in it as well. Everybody else helped with directing too. And mm. it just was, it was such a man. I mean, Deshaun talked about it a lot, but it was such a, just it's a team effort. We shot it in three days. Yeah. Eight to eight every day. And just nuts. Like we only had the gym from nine to two and <laughs> then we'd have to go shoot outside and then we'd have to come back the next day for nine to two. And then you have to hit every single scene in a perfect amount of time. Yeah. And there's people in the gym or there's like right. it's like, stuff going on. It's not <laughs> like that. We're not a Hollywood right. production, right? We're yeah. not, they're not clearing that out for us. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and you're all, and you're doing this all with like one camera too, right? Yep. One camera. <laughs> yeah. And like we had a massive amount of gear that, that was like a funny thing. Like at one point we set up, tracks on the ground to shoot this one shot and yeah. you know we we probably did that for 45 minutes to an hour and we used like three seconds of oh, that god shot. yeah i mean that's how it goes you know uh in the process of like after filming it all and like getting this all kind of put together like uh how what was the next process was it editing it together and then yeah the mixing first, it the first process was rest right yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was, it, it was one of the most exhausting things I've ever done for sure. And yeah, my body took like a month to recover, but then I had a lot to, I had to figure out too at that time because I'm now I'm editing. I would have gladly had somebody else edit, but it was like money, time, all these yeah. things. And, and I had edited before my brother's an editor, the film school guy. And yeah. so yeah, we're, we're editing. I'm working a couple jobs, editing at night and just gosh yeah that editing as anyone can tell you who's edited something just the amount of times you're seeing it and right going through it and i'm also editing myself which is a, which is just <laughs> you know a, a journey of self-love i'll mm-hmm. put it that way so yeah you eventually i don't know where the process was at i, I think so we met in i think february of this year and mm-hmm. and i met you at um at a trendy northwest mm-hmm. event their first magazine release um and and it was i don't even know really how i met you <laughs> like i think i we, knew you yeah well i oh, knew I, oh, I had okay. seen your face okay. i knew who you were because i i love the perimeter podcast. oh yeah of course yeah so yeah yeah, and yeah i was like oh i gotta i 
I got to talk to him because yeah, yeah, I had been thinking about a podcast and, and anyway. Yeah, no. And then, and so you, we kind of just talked and we talked about ball and like, I mean, I'm not, I, my, in my background for, for basketball, like, I mean, obviously I do a podcast with Adam Morrison. Um, I'm a huge Gonzaga fan just because I was here when yeah. it all kind of yeah. started in 1999 and or 98. Uh, I forget what year that was. Um, and, but like, my brothers played a lot of basketball. I've obviously played in hoop fest, but like I just when I started talking to you about this idea of of the real rap podcast and like bringing that to life, because you're like I want to do something that you know helps talk about the mm-hmm. pilot, but then also like shines a light on local mm-hmm. ballers in Spokane. I was like, oh man, like that is something I would love to talk about, mm-hmm. and and then this idea of like kind of promoting the film through podcasting, but then also being able to bring in people in our area that are like this lifetime hoopers mm. and just hear their story of how they, you know, got into, you know, basketball it was just so intriguing to me. And I, I'd love to like get your take on like the podcast side of things. Yeah. I mean, huge, just thank you to you. Most importantly, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, everything you're doing, seriously it's like the universe stuff right like you mm. you doing spokecast open this door for me me watching me listening to the perimeter me like and seeing you that night and and that was always the goal with the pilot too is like i want to show love to spokane yeah. like, i love this place i i think the basketball community here is unmatched mm. you know like gonzaga is the perfect example right they built that up over so many years of consistency and hard work and mm-hmm. it's like there is a pickup game around every corner. There is people playing. There's the largest three on three tournament here yeah. in the world. It's it's such an unbelievable place. And it's and there's so many people here that have that story. That yeah. Like are the ultimate real rat, right? Like yeah. are are this guy, you know, in the pilot. And I'm like, these are the people we need to be talking to and, and mm-hmm. hearing from. So I'm excited about that as much as anything. Like I, I think that it's gotten a lot of good feedback and like my buddy just said the other day is like, dude, you could do hundreds of these, you know, yeah. these are, there's an endless amount of people here. There like is, that. there's literally an endless amount of people you could talk about basketball who've have stories of, you know, growing up in Spokane and where, it, where basketball's taken them. Uh, cause there's so many, and there's so many different like ways of, you know, from like Adam Morrison who went to the NBA to, mm-hmm. uh, to guys who just like, play basketball and now they're doing something else that like, but basketball led them to that place. Mm-hmm. Like I'm try- I was trying to give a, the, a good, like different side of things, but like, there's so many people that basketball in Spokane has affected them. Um, and so I think it is a, it is a unique city for that. And there's so many different types of communities in Spokane, but like the basketball community is very, very, very tight knit. Like, mm-hmm. and everyone kind of knows each other and you just run across them and I, it's a it's a really like and it kind of all starts with hoop fest mm-hmm. i mean i feel like the 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 guy the, the 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 guys who started it back in 1990 like they just they really wanted to like just create a scene of like basketball because like it didn't really nothing like that really existed in spokane before like in gonzaga was not even even close to being Gonzaga yet. Right. And it is, it is interesting. Uh, and 
I, and now you I mean because of a lot to do with Hoopfest, like Hoopfest has now courts all over the the city mm-hmm. where you they like you know they put money into to like revitalizing different courts in the area. Yeah, which is yeah, cool. and they've expanded the whole idea with Hooptown and yeah, like we talked about in another one podcast, it's like the Hooptown's in the airport and yeah, it's like it, it's such a cool thing. I I loved that even before I came here. I have all the Hooptown gear. I, I <laughs> it's part of the thing that I take pride in and my hope with real rat is like that's just another thing that can be added mm. to the community i For know sure. you talk about that a lot it's like yeah. adding to building on it's it's you know it's all there's so many avenues to just keep keep boosting the game of basketball and and mm-hmm. storytelling is is one of them and For that's sure. a big thing that i'm hoping to do yeah. absolutely uh well i mean i i would want you to let everyone know how can they how can they see uh the real rap pilot real rap premiere may 4th magic lantern theater two showings we have 6 45 7 45 um it's going to be like it runs about 20 minutes open to all audiences mm. uh, we're going to do like a meet and greet and a little bit of talking intro uh, maybe q a if people want to talk to cast and crew or just come up and ask questions but yeah, yeah we're super pumped about it tickets are on sale now and and they're they're going for sure so the first the first showing is is filling up and we definitely have room in the second showing still but this is hopefully just a start and we'll get it out there and yeah see what people think yeah and i we kind of talked about this a little bit but is there is a plan for it to for the pilot to come out eventually for people to see and you'll, you'll, I think you're still figuring out how to, how to do that exactly. Yeah. If it's going to be like through a Patreon or if you're just going to just put it out there, but yeah. like it's, and it's something it's important to talk about here. Cause we'll talk about it at the, the premiere as well, but this has been such a long process and, and we're hoping that people can see this and understand what we're trying to do with it and understand that it it does take a lot of work and it takes a lot of help yeah and it takes you know a lot of resources like we did this for nothing luckily everybody involved um you know made money on it the people who helped yeah um but it it's one of those things where we need all the help we can get and going forward we just gotta keep getting it out there and get the right people in front of the right people and get audience recognition and yeah and just see how far we can take it so. i ideally do you want to like would you want someone to buy the idea of real rat and then you know create it into its own to you know a different series or would you like to be the one doing that that like, create the series into fruition like yeah i'd be open to anything i yeah. mean i think selfishly i'd love to to be involved you know yeah, but for sure. it depends on who's talking to you right or who's yeah. who's interested but i just want to keep going you know so much of being creative and, and especially for me was it's so hard sometimes to just finish something right this mm-hmm. is a three-year process yeah and it's very hard to stick with something that you're not getting paid to do right as well for that period of time but you know, could we put it out largely or like in a wide way online and stuff? That's an option. Mm-hmm. Maybe we do that with a Kickstarter to see if we can finish the last four or five. For I sure. mean, we have these things written. We have them yeah. ready to go. I'd love to see it 
blown out and the idea expanded on, right. We just were, we literally scratched the surface mm-hmm. of what we could do with it. So, yeah. 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 So like, there's so many, to, yeah, maybe if someone's listening and they're like, they saw it and they're like, I'm one of, I mean, I, uh, there's so many ideas that I have too, that have ways you could keep on funding it through sponsorships or through mm-hmm. organizations. Like there's definitely the ability to cr- keep on creating it out there and, and hopefully you know, I'm all, I'm all about getting artists paid and yeah, like trying totally. to find ways to like, you know, I think there's this idea that like as artists that we should just do stuff for the passion of it, but like passion doesn't pay the yeah. bills. And yeah, and, it, and it's, it is what you call a labor of love, right? Yeah. Or a passion project, but yeah. it's, it, it, so far beyond that sure, the work yeah. that you put into it you know this yeah. right i see you grinding every single day at all these things you're doing right it you you have to have help to take it from nothing to something for right? sure nobody you know gonzaga didn't get to where it is like in overnight it took right. a long long time of <laughs> yeah. success and people caring and yeah. growing it little by little by little you yeah. know so um, and the other way you can stay in touch with the, with the real rat series is by listening to the podcast that we're going to keep on doing. Uh, the first five episodes, I believe are, um, well at this point, I think the first three episodes are available, mm-hmm. but we, we're going to keep on releasing that on a weekly basis, or maybe we might take a little bit of a, a break, I think just because <laughs> for you to get some sanity after yeah. this whole, uh, premiere, but, uh, then, then it's going to be about featuring people in Spokane and ball and like eventually go beyond Spokane. Yeah, hopefully. Totally. And um, that's, and we have, you know, we have a couple in the, in the tank right yeah. now ready to put out. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm as excited, like I said about that as anything and I'm pumped to just have the time and effort to like <laughs> yeah, right. focus on that yeah. more, you know, and that to me, I see that as like the way we, we can keep, this going Mm -hmm. this whole thing because it takes such a long time yeah right it by the time we would be lucky if we could shoot the next four episodes let's say six months from now would be like a super fast timeline. yeah for sure and and it wouldn't come out for another six months yeah or more yeah that's the funny thing about filmmaking is that film like you the process of create creation to like publication is so much longer than a podcast or like because it's just like you've got to do i you got to there's so much that goes into it <laughs> totally yeah uh, totally um is there anyone that you wanted to shout out that helped out with the film i know you mentioned deshaun bedford but anyone else that, that like was a part of it that you'd yeah want to mention yeah um mentioned most of the crew i think but yeah. houston stockton had him on the first episode of of real rat he's helped me immensely i mean he's helping me every day i'm i'm dragging him around he's just helped <laughs> me put up posters around town and all that the warehouse athletic facility huge help um mm. you know my parents obviously i'll <laughs> give them more of a shout out at the premiere they they were awesome and i actually snuck them into the film in a in a sneaky way <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that, that, who else there's so there's so many i mean people that things that are I'm losing track of too, but my brother, um, my collaborator, Danny Pierce, editor, Mm, you know, a lot of those kind of people. For sure. Um, Well, before we end this show, I always got to end on one question and that is why Spokane? Why Spokane for me was easy. You know, this place, the basketball community here 
is unmatched. Like I said, I love that Spokane has a real community. It's been super welcoming to me. I love now just going out, going to the spots I go to, talking to the same people, getting to know these people. Mm. I was probably always more comfortable in a place like Spokane than in New York, and it (laughs) took me a long time to get there. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, to me, I'm like... It's almost like why not Spokane, oh. right? Like why why can't it be Spokane for these things, for a pot, for a series, for a whatever? I love so, that. The yeah. very first person that we ever had on this podcast was Ginger Ewing, who started Terrain. Um, and when we asked this question for the first time on the podcast, her, that was her response: nice. was why not Spokane? Well, shout out Ginger. I, she had it first, but yeah, no, no, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love hearing that just because it's just it is so true. It's just like there's no reason why things like filmmaking podcasting uh you name it like amazing like amazing food you like there's so many that doesn't have to be just the big cities like spokane is big enough to be able to support these types of industries and on a on a equal if not better level than Mm -hmm. big cities so so well thank you so much luke for coming on the podcast i'm glad we got this in the got this on and and everyone listening please um if if you haven't already bought tickets please go buy tickets it's on eventbrite yep eventbrite yeah eventbrite may 4th i'm sure you can find the the link on uh magic lantern you can find it instagram Instagram. real rat series yeah Yeah. podcast we we talk about a lot um yeah and uh, real rat series.com website as well is is up and has a lot of stuff yeah cool awesome well again thank you luke And thank you to everyone that is listening. Peace. I said it's all about you and no one else I said don't you just want to love yourself Let me hear you sing it louder Don't you just want to love yourself I said it's all about you and no one else I said don't you just want to love yourself Let me hear you sing it louder Gonna do it like me This is a production of Spokast Production Studios located in Spokane, Washington. Our city, our stories. And a big thank you to Jinx Universe for letting us use his song, Like Me, from his latest album, Make It Look Good. Peace.